Hey everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the V Superheroes. Hey Fredericks, how's life? Ah, fine. Uh, still at home, but uh, the sun is shining and it's a nice day, so uh, fine. Yeah, I can I can see the clouds, which is good, and uh, it's a blue sky behind the clouds, which is uh, which is better than it was before uh, before the uh, before today, I would say. Hey Frederick, you were saying something? Yeah, same here as well. Huh? Spring is in the air, and uh, that's it. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, <clears throat> today, um, so uh, I've always been in a, a minority in this uh, in this uh, podcast. Uh, I've always had the honor to have two Fredericks, and today's today I want to. Uh, you know, be an equal uh, equal amount of stands. So we decided to invite another stand into the podcast. Hey Stan, how is life? Uh, I, I think it's very well. Uh, it's a still a strange period uh, this, this, these days with COVID, but uh, I think uh, it's going better. It's going. Uh, it's go, It's going better, and it's. I think it's. Uh, it's going. Uh, well, we, we we get some more perspective. I think um, for. Uh, for the couple of, the next couple of months, which is uh, which is good. So, uh, Stan, maybe a, a good idea because uh, some of, uh, of the listeners might know you, others might not know you. So, uh, might be a good idea to just get started with uh, some introduction of uh, of who is Stan. Uh, yeah, sure. So, I'm Stan Stan Maas. Um, I'm uh, the technical director at uh, at Agisco. So um, I founded Agisco, I think, a year and a half ago. Um, and I mainly keep myself busy with everything that's technical related. So I have a lot of consultants that I'm supporting. Uh, I'm doing the operations, but also the service, um, the service delivery and uh, stuff like pre-sales. Uh, uh, it's uh, challenging. And you, um, you uh, said you are um, uh, basically founded Agisco. Um, what is a Hisco and, and, and what are you guys famous for? Are you somewhere in the books, the wall of fame? What are this, what is a Hisco uh, famous for? Oh, of, of course, a Hisco is still just uh, a year and a half, but I think a Hisco can be described as um, a flexible um, customer first partner. That, that's at least the goal. That's the reason why I started a Hisco. Um, if you want to know what a Hisco is doing, it's, it's going. It's going uh, in a very broad sense of, of discussions and, and technologies and solutions and stuff. But I think I can summarize that in that we uh, try to help the customer on the most efficient way in, in getting his digital workspace. I'm not talking about VI, but in general, digital workspace mm-hmm. uh, to help them get that on the uh, most efficient uh, way to do, their, to do their work, to do their daily stuff, uh, something that everybody is taking for granted. But... That's something where we are focusing on uh, today. Yeah. It's of course not 100% for granted if you look at the uh, uh, recent year. Uh, it's uh, it's changed. It's changed quite a lot. So have you have you seen um, a change as well in, in in requests coming in from uh, from your customers? Um, a bit, a bit. Of course, uh, the the request. Uh, I think that that's logical, and everybody is aware of that. That's the request for for home working, remote working, uh, regardless of where they are, what they need. Stuff is 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 something that has had quite demand. Um, there were various type of uh, scenarios that uh, customers and their users were were using or trying to. Uh, I still think that we're not there yet. Um, basically, on, on based on, on what I'm, I saw customers do in the past year, 
and what they were deciding. Um, I think most of the customers were rushing it, doing stuff that might not be the best case, both from an economical and a security point of view. But I, the, the, the thing that I'm seeing now is that customers are now, and I'm, I'm literally talking about now, are starting the discussion in, okay, maybe we didn't do it right. Maybe we need to start discuss in how we would long, want to do this and maintain this on the long term. Um, and that's ongoing uh, for a lot of companies. So most of the companies that, that I'm talking about just didn't have such a solution or, or yeah, something to, to, uh, to support their end users to, to work from home. And that was quite a challenge. And it's not, not, not done yet. Maybe a small sidetrack question. You help your customers with the digital workspace and, and helping them and coping them with, with what happened in the last year. How did Hisco cope with that situation? Yeah, of course, because that's our focus and that's where we had our expertise for the past 15 years. We were able to do so. So Hisco itself, so now I'm talking about the internal parts, so our consultants, our sales, our people, we are not focused on the physical location. We already are using the, the correct uh, SaaS solutions like Office 365 and having, uh, uh, for example, from VMware, the Workspace ONE suites to manage our devices so that we're not uh, fixed on a perimeter or data center or location, stuff like that. So from the one day to the other, we were able to go home and work from the office or work in your garden or whatever you want because as long as we have an internet connection even 4g people wouldn't have to change their way of working that's of course regardless of the big amount of um, conference calls and zooms where in the normal case you would have some human contact but that's a different part that I think that's more and more an, uh, a human part. But from a technical point of view, I think uh, we were pretty much uh, prepared in, in this situation. Now. So you guys were already embracing the, the work from anywhere, um, I'm assuming. Um, I'm assuming as a company, um, looking into the digital workspace and how um, people could start um, to work more from home or embrace some more a digital workspace. Work from home has is basically in the DNA of Agisco. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's what we're doing. So I think uh, it wouldn't be very or make much sense if if we would do it different than what we would advise to our customers. Uh, more or less, uh, eat your own dog food thing. So yeah. Or drink your own champagne. That's uh, I think that tastes better and is uh, is more fun <laughs> afterward. But it's the same. It's, <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> uh, but uh, but it's 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 of, it's of course a, a logic a logic way of of of, uh, of looking at at uh, at the approach of of going into a digital workspace. Now, um, if, if what were the um, or maybe pre-COVID, what were the 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 questions that your customers asked you? Um, maybe that's, that's the first part of the of the of the question, and I will immediately uh, add the second part to the question. Um, did you see a change in demand? Uh, also, as you said, I think now people are now um, reevaluating how they responded to the um, to the to the COVID pandemic. Um, do you see now a, a different um, 
different questionnaire coming your way if people want to talk about um, about uh, digital workspace. So we um, first the question: How was it pre-COVID? And then second part of the question: How is it now? Is it changed? Yes or no? <clears throat> yeah, um, pre-COVID, I think it was a very classic uh, amount of questions and, and and kind of questions. So and more or less. Uh, we want this or we want that more from a technological point of view. So we, we, we have 400 new devices and we need a way to manage them. What do we do? Uh, we need a new data center and we need two sites and we want to do it like this. Can you give us something uh, really scoped, for instance? I like, like this is what we want. That, that's also mainly the, the, the way of how customers ask us and when we... Um, approached customers in, in what kind of questions that we, we got when we asked them. Um, what I noticed in the earlier start of COVID, I would have expected uh, a, a, an, an enormous increase in remote working, stuff like that. However, I think I'm not wrong if I say that like 90% of the customers just used what they had. They didn't question it, they didn't challenge it. They just said like, okay, we have VPN for 50 users, let's buy a license for 500 and let's go. Uh, um, they didn't care in security. And that, that was the, sh the shortcut that I saw. Um, so for us as a HISCO, I think we had, in the beginning of COVID, we had a lot less demand. We had, we had a, uh, a serious downfall in, in interaction with customers. Also, a lot of customers just did a lockdown and that was it. So that that's more or less it. The reason why I'm telling you this is that we saw in mid-second half of 2020, um, a lot of customers that were opening again, were continuing again, regardless that COVID or lockdown was still there, but they, they realized that they needed to go further. And then we started to get a lot of questions that, okay, how can we do this on the right way? But on that moment, and now I'm just talking about timeline, a lot of customers did want to inform, but they didn't have the budget at that time because COVID uh, insured, um, in, uh, they didn't uh, know when, uh, why, how. So uh, the, the certainties weren't there yet. So that's why they, they postponed. Um, but most of the questions that we had since like you know, September, October until now and even now is optimizing end-to-end, endpoints, yep. management, data center, security, networking. Um, how can we do the same thing better with less? <laughs> um, not, that, that, that are the questions that, are we, that we saw and that's is, is more or less, a, I, I think, a transformation in what we are experiencing with our customers. So going from, I want to buy a product and a, and a technical solution for a business case that I have today, where they're now going a step higher or back um, in, in discussing and like, maybe we can do it differently, do it more efficiently. Yeah. Maybe we can get rid of some boundaries or blocking issues that we took for granted in the last few years, but maybe that's not necessary anymore. That's the kind of discussion yeah. that we have today. Yeah, that's, uh, that, 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 that makes perfect sense. We had a, we had a podcast a recording a while back with, with Spencer Pitts, and he, he said that that's what he was already seeing and was predicting uh, towards the future was that people were now 
let's say, um, especially in the beginning, were very much reactive and, and say, okay, we need to now have a switch from from um, the desk at home, um, the desk in our offices to the desk at home. Uh, and then they would start um, reevaluating and then uh, adopt basically um, the way they are, uh, they are doing this, but more in a structured way. And that's also what I hear you say is <clears throat> that right now, um, people are evaluating how they could more uh, do this in a structured way than just in an in an in a fast um, reactive mode um, and just flipping from the office to the home office uh, really uh, doing this in a more structured way which is good i think and i, I heard you uh, <clears throat> say a couple of things as well um, added to the to the conversation um, also from an, from a security point of view because i i feel that frederick is uh, awfully quiet uh, <clears throat> from a security and networking point of view uh, this is also something that that, that you say uh, people are evaluating in in what sense and what way are you are you seeing changes there? Oh, it's it's sometimes it's from technical stand, but it's it's more or less look that, that there are a lot of cool solutions today. Uh, if we're talking about VMware, you have the, like Carbon Black and NSX, and it's all there. Um, but we have to be honest for the most partners, uh, customers in this case. Um, those kind of technologies require a serious demand, uh, a serious amount, sorry, in, in in expertise and maybe even operations, if you want. And like, like Carbon Black is really pushing itself with a lot of solutions towards a, a, a socket-based solution. Um, there are not a lot of customers that are doing that. So uh, if we're talking about those kind of areas, um, customers are looking for solutions that do all those kind of things, but on an intelligent, autonomous way <laughs> that they don't have to do it themselves um, and that's where I think a lot of, of those yeah those technical solutions are filling in the gaps that not like a traditional where you have a security team of 20 people that you need uh, that are doing daily analysis and reporting monitoring stuff like that those are the use cases that we talk about security in general because security is a, a very big subject um, in where those customers are investigating. I'm not saying that at least in Belgium that they're taking the lead, but they are at least thinking about it and how can we do more security with not the same amount of flexibility as today, but also not having additional FTEs or resources that need to be managing that. And then it doesn't matter if it's a partner or that's doing that for them, or they're having internal fees. That's 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 the same thing for, from the standpoint of the customer, of course. And and do you see then any shift in how those customers are thinking about security? And and, and the reason I ask is because I I let you speak first, uh, Stan, out of courtesy, of course. Um, but I was also thinking that with with COVID uh, happening all around us for more than a year now, um, we've been advocating a change in how you adapt security because there's a clear shift in how, where and how um, uh, network users are, are consuming the, the applications with, uh, with the work from home in, in, in mind. And I was wondering if that idea that we have as VMware is, is resonating with our customers uh, in that sense that perhaps their story changes a bit. And uh, and perhaps let me rephrase that. I, I'm looking for some validation whether or not our customers are also 
taking that to heart and really looking at security as an enabler to do work from home? Or are they still thinking, now that I have this kind of connectivity, now that I have this solution, now I need to secure it, uh, secure it in, instead of the, the other way around? Is, is this something you, you see in the field as well? Oh, it, it, it's a, a bit mixed. Um, <laughs> I have one customer, um, not going to say his name, of course, that uh, his ex exact words were, oh, this is not going to happen to me. Who wants to attack us? So I don't care. Um, they will never do that. So I don't need that kind of security. Then there are other customers that, uh, that's, that are saying that, for example, the ones that exponentially exploded their VPN usage, they are saying, Oh, but our I'm sorry, our firewall is covering everything. It's, it's fine. So we don't have to change anything. So, but everything still stays on the classical type of security. They're not rethinking it because of all those hundreds of devices and end users that are now working from whatever connection that they can have with with. So that in, in those in, in that sense, I don't think, and that's maybe typically Belgian. Um, they're a bit conservative. Um, however, there are other sectors like healthcare, for example, that I personally, well, I wasn't expecting that, but um, they are having a lot of issues today with um, that end user being targeted. Um, and that's not a marketing stuff I'm saying now, this is something that we actually see at our customers. They, uh, those those people that are working at the hospital are getting attacked through mail, phishing, crypto lockers at a rate that you cannot imagine, like factor six, seven hundred percent. And those customers are, hmm, I'm not saying that they are handing uh, or, or already acting on that issue today. Um, they are well, they they are thinking about it. And if we are talking to those customers, and then we. Um, are discussing yeah, how they should do that and, and how you protect stuff like that. Uh, if, if, if it's decentralized and it's, it's working from any, any, any uh, they, they are willing to listen where I think pre-COVID, that was not the case. Um, if they are going to make the choice to actually change it, I, I'm not sure yet. Um, that's typically the Belgian thing, like I said but they are listening to it. And I think the vision is slowly but surely changing. It's, it's going to take some time, as you, as you said, Stan. Um, we are very conservative in, uh, in, in Belgium and yeah, to some extent around, uh, around Belgium. But it, it, it's funny you mentioned uh, healthcare because um, I think it was between the first and the second wave in, in Belgium terms then. Of, of COVID, that there was uh, an immense increase on attacks on the on the healthcare sector, and that just validates the fact that that we and by me by we I mean humanity has failed. Eh? I I just don't I, I can't grasp the uh, logic behind attacking the only sector that could potentially keep you alive. Um, so I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a real problem. Yeah, yeah that, that's why I'm, I said I, I wasn't expecting that. Even for those organizations that earn money by attacking, crypto locking, hacking, whatever, that they, in the midst of the COVID pandemic, are hacking and attacking and uh, taking ransom on, on, on healthcare. That, that's, yeah, 
beyond logic, but okay, it, uh, it, it happens. It happens a lot, it happens uh, more than that we all think, so. Uh, but the, the reaction to that from, from your experience is, is not that healthcare is ramping up their security, but just taking, taking it step by step, or are we just talking about one specific customer now? No, I'm talking about several. Of course, I'm not active in in every healthcare uh, organization in, in, in Belgium, but we have, I think, I, I dare to say that we are active in like eight or nine at the moment. Uh, actually active, not as a customer, but doing stuff today. And most of them are pretty much passive. They are on high alerts, but it's not like they are challenging their current setup in, in architecture or solutions yeah, to see if this covers it. Uh, yeah. Also because maybe not for the healthcare itself, but for all the administrative uh, staff, so like uh, accountants and uh, secretary and uh, administration, a lot of those people were also sent home during the pandemic and those hospitals were not foresee I did not foresee a, a, a homeworking solution for those people. So um, I, I am pretty sure, and I, I do have two examples, but I'm, I'm again, I, I will not mention the customer, but they did just buy additional VPN licenses for non-IT users from healthcare that were just working from home. And even in the beginning with their own PC, not with a PC from the hospital because they didn't have one, they had a physical desktop. Um, so the laptops were ordered and delivered in a, in a retroactive way, but in the beginning, a lot of untrusted devices were allowed access to those uh, data centers using VPN. That's that's beyond imagination for me, but yeah. What, what do you think, Stain, is needed uh, for, for a change in their mindset? So they already are aware of it, but do they need a breach before something is, is done? Or what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think at, at, the organizations are a bit bigger, that, that are a little bit larger than normal. So the, the like the hospitals that are working together now, they in some cases have like a CISO and, and there there is a lot of push and vision and willingness to go the next step. But we have to be honest, uh, the average hospital in Belgium is, is a mid-sector company uh, and they do not have that structure. and they will not challenge or change that. I'm not generalizing it, but I think 90% of those will not change or challenge their infrastructure unless they have a breach. And even then, because I have actually one use case that was breached, had weeks of downtime and data loss due to a grid blocker. And when we contacted them, they said, no, no, this is not gonna happen a second time. That would be ridiculous. So they are not challenging it even after the breach. That's an exception, I think, I hope, but even then, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It, it, it sounds so they're like actually not learning any lessons uh, then. Oh, sorry, Stan, go ahead. Yeah, so, so they're actually not learning any lessons then, potentially. Um, absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah. not, not Which... any fancy thing to say about that. They're not, they're just not learning about it. It's, uh, it, it sounds it's like we need to do some. Uh, it sounds like we need to do some awareness. So uh, that sounds like an action plan. Yeah, absolutely, and that's something that uh, that we are doing. That that's our focus in in getting those people aware. Um, of course, we are also active in the data center. But again, like I said, our focus is the workspace. 
Um, so we have to be able to help the customer in, in providing those end users the, any, any uh, vision. And that doesn't include giving a laptop and a VPN, but we have to take into account flexibility, ease of use, like uh, security. Um, and, and that's something that we have to do. And we are doing that, but it's hard. It's, it's very hard at certain organizations to breach that classic way of thinking. There are several approaches to that problem. Eh? You you could educate, as you said, eh? you could educate the, the people and make them security aware, or you choose the offensive route and just hack the shit out of them so they are, you know, <laughs> faced with that problem. <clears throat> so in the in 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 the end, in the end, Verik, I think uh, that what Stan was mentioning, if, if we're doing an action plan, uh, it, it's it's kind of strange that when a breach is, happens. I, I would assume that that is enough of an action starter to to start thinking about uh, should we leave it like it is because hey we think it's still good and it's only one small hole where they got through so uh, we we got that fixed or is there some sort of uh, of belief that they uh, won't be uh, be breached anymore because it, it, everybody gets breached in these days and 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 I think that is something that is that is still um, people are looking away from the problem at that moment, and that is that is that is uh, that is kind of strange. That is really strange if I hear this uh, this kind of um, of ideas um, from from the market, basically. And then it gets silent. Ah, was that a question for me or? <laughs> No, 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 it's just, it's just an observation. It's just well, an observation. I, I agree it's, to your observation. Eh? <laughs> it, it, it baffles my mind that you get hacked and then decide to say this will never happen again. That this just yes. is you basically you... basically look look the other side and uh, you, you just don't acknowledge the problem, which is uh, from a security point of view. Uh, never a good, never a good way of thinking. I think so. Um, yeah. Oh well. Hey, uh, Stan. Maybe a, a question from my side, and maybe. Um, not going into into Corona in in in, in real depth, but uh, more into um, uh, what Ahisco is stand, standing for and 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 what it, and and what you stand for. I think uh, not part of your DNA, but part of your thinking will be in the DNA of Ahisco. Um, how um, do you believe a successful uh, just a workspace project should be set up? Eh? Because we 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 we've now talking about. Uh, some of the sharp edges in the security uh, um, way of thinking in our customers. Um, but um, what would be for you the, the most ideal way to uh, to think about um, about digital workspace? And then it's pre-COVID and post-COVID, and maybe maybe more post-COVID than pre-COVID, because I believe that the the world really changed, um, and we will never get back to the old uh, old way of thinking. Um, so. How would that look like for you? How would how would how would the the, the what would the customers demand be um, to to get to a successful uh, implementation of digital workspace? Oh, um, to start with, um, if it depends on me, pre-COVID and post-COVID is the same. <laughs> um, the difference here is that the awareness at customers changed. I hope. Should, should change, or at least they need to start doubting what they were using. Some were on the right track and they didn't pass any challenge. Um, but I think it's, 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 it, there is not a single way of doing it. Um, however, there is a single vision uh, and 
I think that matches also a little bit with what, what you guys at PMO are doing. But if I'm talking about what I think, um, we need to talk with the customer. Um, and I'm not talking about a technical discussion, but more or less in what do you need to do every every day? And that's what we're doing with customers. And that's what we try to do with every customer is what do you need? Um, what are your end users? Uh, what are they doing? How are they doing it? Uh, where should they be able to do it from? Um, that That's more or less the business analytical part that we then with our experience try to translate in certain flows and users and, 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 and in the end it will be mapped of course with a technical solution because you do need something to do it if it's uh, not as fluffy as what cloud should be but um, in the end everything that those users need want can is not only dictated by um, the technical solutions because I think in 2021 everything is possible uh, but it's more or less dictated in, in the, yeah, and that's that's a cliche maybe, but the applications that they're using and the willingness of the organization to change those applications. And that is the main discussion that we try to do with customers because I, I'll be honest that that's a hard discussion because uh, most customers, even today, they expect that you come in, you have meeting or a Zoom call today regarding the digital workspace and I think 80% of the customers then are expecting that you start a presentation with VDI or something like that, or VPN maybe with a laptop. That, that's something that they expect you to start talking about. But, well, we try to take a step back, but a lot of customers are then, oh, oh my, yeah, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe, 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 maybe not. Um, but we try to, uh, to give them that advice. So if I recap that, what, I'm, what I was just saying, so we try to, uh, map what the customer is doing and what, what kind of users they have, what kind of locations, devices that they need. And I'm not I'm not talking about what they have today because that's not always the same. And then we try to investigate which applications they have. We try to um, present those applications to those users on the way that we mapped in the, in the beginning. Um, and I, I'm in most of the cases, then we are getting a really nice result. Um, but that's that's quite roadmap. It's not something that you go in and do an explanation two days later they're, they're starting. But that, that's how we are doing it. But it's a hard discussion. It's not an easy yeah. discussion. No, but it's and, and and maybe that's also the the answer I was expecting. Eh? It, it, it's not a next next finish conversation nor project. Eh? It's a it, it, it's it's of course an, an um, it, it should be part of an of an, of an approach within the company itself. Uh, if if uh, and 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 how the um, it should be a part of a strategy of the company how they look after their employees um, and and uh, and and which possibilities they will give to give to their employees. But of course, safeguarding uh, security, of course, and and safeguarding everything that 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 they have at this moment. And I think it's a it's a good way to um, to. Uh, um, to look at it eh? because it's funny that you <laughs> that you mentioned that most of them 
think you would just start with the presentation, uh, what is VDI, and then they will uh, will maybe uh, roll their eyes back into their uh, into their into their skull and say, uh, oh yes, uh, that, that's the that's the 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 partner that does VDI, and uh, we we know everything about that. But in the end, if you if you go in there with a consultative approach, that's a way different uh, way of doing it, and I think that's also what what what. But Vim is expecting from its partners, uh, basically, to 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 do some sort of assessment or do some sort of uh, of of um, uh, yeah more a depth, uh, a deeper conversation about uh, about what they want, what they actually want to achieve, which is, I think, in my view, um, a very um, a very good one, um, a very good one to 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 see. Um, now, um, <clears throat> apart from the digital workspace. Um, I've been uh, I've been uh, seeing uh, some some uh, of you have been talking about uh, about it as well um, uh, from an application point of view. Um, you guys are doing stuff with applications as well, or aren't you? Yeah, of course. I like I mentioned there. Uh, um, besides of the user centricity, I think applications are dictating the possibilities <laughs> because they are many they are driving. What you need to do to be able to help those 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 devices and users and stuff like that. So um, I think, and that's where we were very. Uh, small recap: um, the past 50 years, myself and a lot of the colleagues here um, gained their experience in the traditional digital workspace, so the the Citrix uh, and the VMware Horizon, uh, VDI, uh, SBC solutions. Um, that was our core. That was the only thing that we were doing. Um, we changed, I guess, core to what it is today because we acknowledge that the digital workspace today is different than five years ago. Um, but in those 15 years ago, uh, in, this, in those past 15 years, we, we gained a lot, and I mean a lot, of experience in applications. We were talking about analyzing applications, packaging applications, deploying applications from the biggest legacy junk that you can find to the modern next next finish, it's easy MSI solution thing. Um, I think myself, I, I, I think I, I wouldn't lie if even myself packaged like eight or 9,000 applications where the half of them might be with DINAP or Microsoft FT. So what we have done in those years um, is we gained a lot of the, a lot of knowledge, a lot of insight in how those things are working, and that is helping, I guess, today. Um, maybe even ex exclusively helping us in having that, yeah, that that vision, that next step vision in what we're doing, and that is also why in the past and now again we created a framework. Um, in this case, it's called OTQ that we are using and we are actually also delivering that as a free solution to our customers in the project because we believe that that framework is helping them. Um, in two sentences, what is that framework doing? So AutoQ, it's helping your digital workspace, your solutions in lifecycle management, development acceptance, the, the whole, the whole uh, change management part, um, um, but consistency. That's, that's the single word that I was looking for. Consistency is, is in a digital workspace. And I'm also talking about VDI because that's still a thing today. It's not just the holy grail, but it's still required for a lot of legacy applications and stuff like that. Consistency in what an end user is experiencing regardless in where he is, what device he is using or which application he is starting is key. If a user is seeing different things or 
um, is experiencing it on a different level or on a different way, if he is using something else, then you have failed as a IT department to that end user because then you do not have consistency and the user does not know what he is running into every day. And that, that, that's key. Yeah. So that's why we have that framework that we are using at the customer to eliminate all those things, to create consistency, to help them with automation, to help them with the basic needs. Again, this is not an enterprise solution like BRA and stuff where you can do whatever you want to do uh, with, with a lot of integration, but we focus on the, on the basic stuff. The, the, the good is good enough, but maybe with a little bit of extra touch um, based on our best practices, on our um, idea in how it should be. Stain, you, you now explain a little bit on, on how you see you help, you're helping your customers in the future. Where do you see Ahisco in, in three or two, five years, for example? What, what's your vision as uh, where Ahisco should be? And, and what is the vision of Ahisco then? Huh. Um, I think that's impossible to answer. Um, if I see what, the, what Ahisco has gone through from a transformation like products and vision and solution that we that we use. I think we challenge ourselves on a monthly basis. Um, the vision will also be challenged accordingly, uh, depending on, on what is playing around. I, I, I use COVID as an example. We would know a year ago or a year half ago where we would be today. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's hard. Um, if everything is going like it is, but I think everything is evolving too fast, I'm talking about solutions, I'm talking about applications, I'm talking about companies, I'm talking about everything. Uh, even HR departments that will change will help dictate in how we need to react to that. Um, so it's hard, but I think based on today, ISCO will just be doing what we are doing today. Um, being dynamic, flexible, um, and talk to our customers <laughs> to make sure to know what they need and what they want and, uh, and, and, and try to advise on that. But if you want uh, an answer from me from what kind of vision we are delivering in the next three years, I don't know. I think it's hard for me to give you a, an idea in what we will be doing in the next six, six months. Only I, I, can, I think I, you answered your own question uh, with, uh, with the flexibility and, and so on. So uh, thank you for that, for that staying uh, Okay. It's a, it, it's, it's a maybe also, and an, 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 would you um, have thought um, 15 years back that um, where we are today um, is, is the, what was this um, a possibility? If you look back uh, where, where Stan was with, the, with, the, with all the colleagues 15 years ago, where we stand today, is this journey, uh, could, could, it, could that have been predicted? Uh, or um, uh, was that some sort of uh, part of a vision, or is th is this just evolved along the way? Uh, no, I think this was not predictable for me. Um, the only thing that I had is that I wanted to work at a company that was not too big, flexible, and especially creating um, and delivering quality. Um, that's that's hard, and I I can confirm that today when I'm in the driving seat because it's easy to have um, 
to have some uh, negative uh, or critic uh, regarding your management and company. But if, if you need to do it yourself, I can I can confirm that it's not always that easy. But um, I think ISCO was founded based on what I thought was right in, in, in 50 years ago. Uh, only I didn't think I would be able to do that. I, I think if you ask me now, that uh, 15 years ago, I would hope to be working at a company like ISCO. Um, and I did in the past 15 years, but I changed from, from one, uh, one uh, job to another because the company evolved and went bigger and lacked quality at certain times. So that's why I changed, but that was, that was my vision. And I think after the third, fourth, fourth change, um, I said to myself, let's just do it ourselves because otherwise it's just a, a cycle of every four to five years and uh, we need to start over. So that's why uh, I came to today. You, you basically um, had your core beliefs 15 years ago and um, that uh, has been challenged for quite some time. Um, and and you basically decided to to um, to get behind the driver uh, wheel and, and start driving towards your own destination. That, that's, that's, I think... Um, a short summary of, of what you were saying and 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 um i, I can i can only uh, i can only only applaud you for that because i think that's uh not that many people that uh, that basically can can uh, can uh, stop criticizing the captain and be the captain then at a certain moment which is uh which is i think uh, um uh, yeah it's, it's it's worth an applause i would say so i don't have many people in the room uh, uh, let's say only me so i can only applaud you for that but it's uh, it's i think a, a very brave decision to uh, take your destiny in your own hands which is uh, which is kind of cool Hey, uh, Frederick, maybe uh, one final uh, final question uh, before we uh, we um, we wrap it up because I, I'm not sure if I still have questions. Um, I don't think so. So, uh, looking at my two uh, colleagues here, I, I don't necessarily have a question. Perhaps just a comment. And just like you said, Stan, I I really want to applaud the go-to-market model of Ahisco. Uh, they managed to be. Uh, consistently, uh, yeah, changing or cons consistent and change or consistently adapting, right? So two words that are opposed to each other, but still they manage to to pull it off. I I like that approach, uh, especially in the market today. Uh, as, as Stan mentioned, if if a customer is looking for instance for a VPN solution, they they go onto the market and they are presented by X amount of options, and you get to choose the color, the price. And that's about it. So what I really applaud is Agisco's uh, yeah, behavior in this by asking the right questions and how it fits in a, in, a, in the bigger picture, in the bigger scheme of things. Uh, I wish there were more like you, uh, Stan. That's my comment. Thank you for that. Maybe, and I just concur with everything already has been said. And, and it uh, makes sense that what I asked in my last question about the vision and so on, uh, with the flexibility that Ahisco brings to the market, I think it, it's a big benefit, uh, not only for Ahisco, but also for VMware to have Ahisco as a partner. So uh, thank you for that. And, um, and maybe Stain, you can wrap it up, uh, I would say. I can, I can, of course, wrap it up, and that's, uh, that's no problem. Hey, Stan, thank you for uh, for being uh, 
um, the equal uh, or equalizer in this conversation uh, that we have now two stands in uh, in one in one podcast, which is kind of uh, kind of cool. Um, thanks for your uh, your input. I think it was very valuable. Um, being it's uh, during Corona, post Corona, and also a little bit more about vision and and stuff like that, and also where we fit in. I hope you liked it. That may be a question <laughs> uh, so if you if you if you uh, ever uh, want to uh, get back on the podcast uh, get uh, you, you can you can always use a a, a, a open door or a free voucher or whatever to uh, to share your story or whatever um, to the to the podcast and to the listeners i think it's uh, it's, it's very valuable for everyone so uh, thanks frederick again uh, fredericks again for the uh, contribution and thanks everybody for listening so uh with that i would like to wrap it up and talk to you soon bye-bye bye bye, bye.